welcome to Scrollin', a podcast about the Elder Scrolls Online. I'm Ket. I'm Davius. This is episode number 40. We did have a maintenance patch this week, but it's pretty boring stuff. Uh, some bug fixes. Major Gallop, the the mount speed buff that you get from uh, Rapids, apparently it was bugged. I wasn't even aware of it, but apparently um, the last few weeks it's been slower than normal. So they fixed that and Major Gallop now goes the normal speed, so your mounts should be a bit faster now. I didn't even notice, but they all take faster mount speed. That's, that's nice. <laughs> Won't complain about that. Now, now, this one was literally game-breaking. Uh, you couldn't sit in chairs, uh, so they've apparently fixed that where you can sit in chairs now. So, thank goodness. <laughs> thank goodness they got that one Everybody fixed. calm down. Everybody stop the riots. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, we got our chairs back. Uh, uh, just kind of some random crash fixes and other just minor random stuff. Nothing really to... Uh, to write home about the one notable thing that's not there is uh, still no refunds for those skill points that were spent for werewolf and soul trap. They did mention that like Gina Bruno, the community manager made a separate post s- saying like, Hey, they're still working on that fix. That's still going to be coming in the future. They just haven't quite figured out how to do it yet. Yeah. I, I mean, at this point, and I'm just speaking personally here, but with it being this long, like I've already, found new skill points for the skills I need. I've already leveled the skills up, so it's... I mean, I guess it's nice they're still working on it, but I've kind of already moved past it at this point. Yeah, at least it's not reverting your progress anymore on that That skill. That was the biggest part of it. They fixed that, you know, at this point. I I guess it'll be nice if I get skill points in the future, but... Now, I guess if you're a werewolf and you have literally every possible skill point in the game, then you might be in trouble. You might be in trouble. (laughs) Yeah, I guess you could go to the student shrine and refund some. That's always hey, good old students. Good old students, always there. Al- always there for us. <laughs> uh, that's the maintenance patch, pretty much. I mean, there's, uh, there's some other random stuff. You can, you know, listeners, you can check that out and, and read through it if you want. Uh, there's like some stuff re- related to antiquities and a few other little things here and there. Uh, let's just move right along and talk about what we've been up to this week. Uh, a little bit of PvP. We had a goon night this past Friday night where we were doing some uh, Mag Crow and Stam DK action. I think was the bulk of our night that night, right? Yeah, that's been that's been kind of our our, our uh, uh, flavor of the month, if you will. Yeah. With uh, with BGs right now, it's and and really, uh, we have a nice little setup because we kind of alternate Stam DK Mag uh, Mag Crows. We kind of have both have healing Mag Crows and both have pretty hard hitting Stam DKs. Yeah. Yeah, it works out really, really nicely. They they do pair together uh, really well. Yeah, man, I I really cannot get enough of my magic and necromancer right now. I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna start talking about this build right now because I'm just it's really all I've been thinking about. And really, this is pretty much the only build I've played with this week. Uh, so it's the only one I'm gonna really have a lot to say about. But what's really cool is I really am enjoying it, and I think that's. I don't know, kind of worth emphasizing because since the Necromancer has been released, I've really had a very hard time vibing with the the Magicka variant of the of the Necromancer. Just really, I don't know, I just haven't felt good about the the skill set that they have and how they play and the the mechanics of the class. It just never really felt fun to me, and so my macro really has just kind of been chilling and collecting dust because uh, I've never just been interested in logging in with it. But this build, 
I think really is doing it for me. It's really drawing me into the character, and I really am uh, excited to log in with this character each day uh, and, and play with her. Uh, and I think the reason for that is because is because this build kind of has all the hallmarks of of what I consider makes a good build. Um, it is thematically appropriate, uh, so that means you know like the. Uh, the aesthetics of the build really are very fitting for the class and for my my concept of the character and and who she is. That's important. That means very important. Both, you know, that's important to me and you. You gotta you gotta everything with the build has to feel right in order for it to play right. Oh yeah, the theme has got to be there absolutely. Uh, so it's thematically appropriate. It's also the build is also mechanically synergistic. I'm using big words today. So. Whoa, spell those. <laughs> hey, hold on now. <laughs> uh, I love a build that really is like only this class can pull this build off as well as they do, right? Like maybe this build would work fairly okay on a Dragon Knight or a Nightblade or whoever else. Maybe just about any class could pull it off, but no one's going to be able to pull it off as well as a Magic and Necromancer, right? This is, is made for their skill set. Um, so I like that. And the third kind of hallmark is that it's actually effective. It's a, it's a good build that doesn't suck. So it's thematically appropriate, mechanically synergistic and effective. <laughs> I can, I can validate that it is effective. Yeah. I've, uh, I've, I've really been enjoying it and, and she really can handle herself in pretty much, uh, everything like you were just saying. That's kind of another point I wanted to make here is that with, uh, with BGs the way they are now, uh, you can only queue for random BG modes. You never know if you're going to get a flag game or a capture the relic or a death match on very rare occasion. Uh, and what's nice about this build is no matter what mode I get, I feel like I have a role to fill and I have value to add in one way or the other. So I've, I've really been enjoying that about the build. Um, so... A reminder of what the build is. I talked about it quite a bit on the last episode, but a reminder of the gear. Uh, it's five pieces Ice Furnace, five pieces Savara's Scales, two pieces Mighty Chudan. It's a five light, two heavy setup. Uh, the race is Argonian, not that that really matters all that much. Um, and the build is really all about doing what a magcro does best, which is two things, I think, uh, uh, dealing lots of AoE damage, and also providing lots and lots of crowd control. Those are kind of the two macro things in my mind, and that's exactly what this build is is set up to do. Um, I'm also trying out some new skills. Um, so I've slotted the Skeletal Arcanist, the, the damage-dealing minion. Uh, and that was one, I kind of surprised myself with that one because I've always been really reluctant to use this ability. I've, in the past, I always... I don't know. I was just convinced that I didn't like it, and I didn't. I didn't like how it worked, uh, and, and that sort of stuff. But I think, honestly, at that time, I was trying to fit the macro into a box that it didn't fit into. You know, I was trying to play it. I wasn't really playing the class the way the class was designed to be played. I don't think. Uh, and now that I'm kind of getting a better feel for for what this class is all about. Um, the, the value of this uh, ability, the Skeletal Arcanist, um, is, is clear. It's pretty clear. Um, so what's nice about it is that it, uh, it provides yet more AoE damage, right? This, uh, the Skeletal Arcanist does an AoE lightning damage attack every two seconds. 
Uh, and so that's just layered on top of my ice furnace and my Savara's scales and uh, uh, blast bones as another AOE attack. Uh, and now the skeletal arcanist on top of that. Um, not even counting Goliath form, I basically have this constant cloud of about 10k DPS that's just surrounding me all the time. Any enemy that <laughs> comes in our vicinity, they're automatically having to deal with mitigating 10k DPS before anyone even starts focusing them. Yeah. I mean, that's one of my favorite things of, of just kind of partnering with you and, and playing with this build is that it almost, you know, it almost seems like you've, you've found a loophole here. Uh, you know, we talk in Battlegrounds all the time that there's kind of certain focuses and roles that your character kind of goes for that and and you have to make sacrifices when you kind of go in one area uh, and you just kind of handle the sacrifices the best you can and i feel like this character is is almost like a loophole just because the amount of aoe damage uh is is severe uh, and as you mentioned the crowd control is just kind of this extra layer uh and then the heals are just off the charts you know it's almost like there's one additional skill that sh this character shouldn't have, but you're getting, but you're getting all three of those those areas. Um, yeah, it's a it's a lot to deal with, and it's um, I think especially now with this skeletal arcanist, this extra minion being thrown into the mix, it it really adds to this sense of kind of cacophony and and pandemonium that's just in my immediate vicinity. There's just like you said, there's all there's the wall of frost. There's the remote totem. Uh, there's all this garbage on the ground that nobody wants to deal with. Plus this, like I kind of described earlier, this cloud of damage that's just surrounding everything, uh, and these minions running all over the place with blast bones, the skeletal arcanist, and the intensive mender, min, uh, and <laughs> the intensive mender. You know, that's three targetable pets mm -hmm. that are up all the time. You know, so it's just it's just more. More cacophony, more kind of um, just chaos that uh, the enemies have to deal with, and it's perfect for this this conception of my character of it's just this walking disaster zone that nobody wants anything to do with. Uh, I love that. I love that about uh, <laughs> it. It's perfect for the theme, like I was saying, the theme of the character. Yeah, we. I love the joke that when I run with my Stam DK, you know, my Stam DK is is my ultimate build that leaps all over the place. And it, it should do dizzying swing, but with when it runs with this character, you're throwing so much AOE out there that it's really just leap, and then it's like execute, 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 leap, yeah. execute, execute, execute. <laughs> I mean, when I'm running with this character, execute becomes my spammable just because they have so much pressure on them from all these things that are hitting them. Yeah, it's wild. I mean... You know, just imagine that there's an invisible person just spamming dizzying swing on all of your enemies on <laughs> on top of whatever you're actually throwing at them. You know, it's uh. kind of what it's like. Now, I have sacrificed a little bit of healing. So to, to get the, the skeletal arcanist, I had to get rid of illustrious healing, the, the ground AOE uh, resto staff ability. I feel like that's a pretty minor sacrifice because that that being a static ground effect there's a lot of the time where the fight is moving around a lot and my allies just aren't standing in it all that much mm -hmm. so i feel like a pretty minor sacrifice there and i'm getting a lot out of that skeletal arcanist so i really don't feel too bad about that uh and then another one that i'm trying i'm not totally sure about this one yet i'm just trying it out 
Um, but Necrotic Potency, that's the one where you drain corpses and it gives you like six ultimate per corpse and a, a, a heal over time. And that, that heal over time is extended for each additional corpse there is uh, around. I think it can... Uh, you can consume up to six corpses at a time. Yep, it's uh, one with, of my one of my favorite Neko abilities. It's a great ability. It's one I've always been interested in. Like I've always had my eye on it and kind of looking for a way to work it into a build. Um, so right now I've taken Braided Tether, the the healing tether ability. I've taken that off my bar and put Necrotic Potency in its place. So that's yet another healing ability I've gotten I've gotten rid of for now. I'm just trying it out, um, but it. I'm not I'm not really removing support though because necrotic potency gives me ultimate which in turn is more resto staff ultimates right. uh, in my mind is what that's all about uh, which I think is probably more valuable than having one additional heal over time you know I already have the intensive mender and radiating regen I feel like that covers that base just fine mm-hmm. uh, if I can have that resto ult locked and loaded anytime we need it I think there's going to be a lot more value in that uh, not to mention it's going to get me into that bone goliath uh, form a lot more often as well and that's like going to be another 4k worth of aoe dps to add on top of my whole nightmare zone situation um, so I feel like conceptually this is a this could be a great skill to use I'm just going to lose out on a little bit of healing over time but I think it's probably going to work out. We'll see. Yeah, this build is is it's great. You know, we always joke about how fun it is to run with a support character if you have a, a hard hitting character. Uh, well, this one's extra fun because it's it it's not like a single focus hard hitting, but the damage numbers are way up there. You know, when I'm running with my hard hitting stam DK or, or one of my other you know kind of damage focused characters, a lot of the time this character will actually do more overall damage than my characters. It's pretty common. Yeah, uh, it, it's a lot of overall damage, and um, it's, this character is the the queen of assists as well. Like, <laughs> you'll look at the end of a match, you'll you'll tally up all the kills that like our entire team has gotten. Maybe the team has gotten, <laughs> let's say, fifty kills, and then Despair here has gotten like fifty five assists. You know, it's like she has a hand in like every kill that has happened during that match. She was a part of all this, of all the of all the deaths that happened. That I just love the concept. She's just like this. I, I am. I'm just imagining she's just like walking through a field, and like all the flowers are wilting, and the grass <laughs> is dying, and just it's it's just this gross nastiness she's throwing everywhere. Uh, and I love how she's kind of the opposite of my uh, Magicka Warden. I think we've talked about it before, but Magicka Warden's kind of similar. She has a lot of AOE as well, but her AOE is all about healing and nourishing and fortifying her allies. Uh, and I, I, I like how they're, they're both these support builds that also deal a lot of damage, but they go about it in kind of opposite ways. It's kind of cool. Big rivalry between those two. Yeah. Yeah, really, <laughs> in my mind, it really is. Like, which one do I want to log in with? It's kind of those two are my hot ones right now. Um, but yeah, this week it's been mostly about the uh, Mag Crow. Uh, on the topic of Necromancers, uh, I see here, Davis, that you have your, your Stam Crow on the list of things you want to talk about today. What's going on with this dude? So my Stamina Necromancer, you know, this was um, this is my character that uh, uh, does the Sword Singers, which is just the straight 600 weapon damage to two-handed abilities. And then its front bar uh, was just all two-handed abilities. Um, now I hear the word was, well, so there's been some changes, (laughs) you know, uh, I actually, I dropped the daring Corsair set, which 
was the five piece. It lowered, you know, it was a 10% cost reduction to your weapon abilities, which uh, I was a little bummed to drop it just because it was such a beautiful pairing for this character. Because uh, it, it dropped your weapon damage, uh, your weapon cost by 10% of your weapon abilities. And it also uh, gave you uh, minor heroism. Um, yeah. So it was also kind of an ultimate uh, generation as well. Um, but there's been big buffs to sustain. Uh, and so damage is kind of higher than ever. And so where this build used to be kind of a, a great combo with these two sets, uh, when I was playing with it recently, it just didn't, it just wasn't hitting hard enough in Battlegrounds right now. You really got to uh, crank up the damage these days. Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of, yeah, that's just kind of the strategy that, that the, that the game is, you know, with Battlegrounds, Battlegrounds especially, but I really kind of sat back and thought, all right, what can I do to make this character, you know, can, his, his theme has always been, he's been a real hard hitter with that, uh, that sword singers setup. And so I just kind of went all in on the hard hitting with this character. And okay, so, I like the sound of that. Yep. <laughs> so he he's already all right. So I actually, uh, you know, I had a set of automatons on my stamina warden. And so I actually stole the automaton set and I've actually put it on this build now. Okay. And so it actually, you know, automatons is the five piece adds 400 weapon damage to your physical damage abilities. Uh-huh. So pairing that with the 600 weapon damage to your two handed abilities basically all my my two-handed you know which is pretty much my front bar they're all getting uh, a thousand uh damage buff that's nice yeah so a, a pretty huge buff and i went ahead and dropped blood spawn uh, and i actually also stole from my stamina warden the celestrix set uh uh-huh. and once again that was just kind of throwing something on here that's just gonna be a little bit more pressure uh, a little bit more hard hitting this set uh, doesn't really have a, a built-in stun. You know, it has Dizzy Swing, which you can get a stun. But that Celestrix is just kind of an extra way to get a stun when needed. And so uh, a lot of damage on this character. And I, I've, I've also specced it a lot of weapon damage. Um, so I got the weapon damage up to about 4,200 fully buffed, plus the 1,000 the damage buff. Yeah. Uh, to the physical damage abilities, the two-handed abilities, and so no the, CP. That is, that's a lot. It is a whole lot. So in no CP, you know, in uh, the dizzy swing tooltip uh, is about eleven thousand five hundred. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, oh boy. And then yeah, in the onslaught, that's like is, uh, that's like as much damage as an ultimate does. Yeah, it is. It is uh, a lot. He is he is back to his heavy hitting ways. Uh, the onslaught is uh, fifteen thousand, uh, which you know anybody who knows onslaught, it's it's probably onslaught's not as common as it was there for a while. But the big thing about onslaught is it it deals that to all enemies in it. You know, yeah, uh, it's an AOE attack exactly. So they're yeah. all taking that fifteen thousand. So this guy's back to his heavy hitting ways. I did have to sacrifice a little bit on stamina recovery. He runs pretty low stamina recovery. Um, but I kind of, you know, utilized your, uh, uh, there's an ability that you've talked about that's kind of a, an under-talked ability, underrated ability, the Mortal Coil. Oh, yeah, um, for sustain. Yes. That'll do it. The stamina morph of this is huge. You get uh, basically uh, 1,200 stamina recovery over 12 seconds while you're siphoning a, a corpse. And the range is 28 meters. So in a battleground, I mean, you you basically can almost always have this up. 
Uh, and so with that extra sustain from that ability, uh, I was able to be okay. You know, it's able to, to run a lot lower stamina recovery than it usually does. And so it is, it is all about hard hitting. Uh, the dizzy swing is pretty ridiculous. Uh, I haven't been able to do a whole lot of testing with the character, but uh, this is definitely back to my hardest hitting character now. So you think that this character hits harder than your Stam DK using Malakath? I I probably have to do a little bit more testing, but from the initial results, I would say yes. Uh, oh. The it's hard to compare just because my my Stam DK gets that leap so incredibly quick that the reason why he seems like he hits so hard is just because he's leaping so much. Yeah, and a Malakath with the leap. Obviously, he's great, and but you know everything this character is going to be doing uh, is going to be hitting kind of that level. Looking forward to after we're done recording, jumping into some BGs, <laughs> and seeing how many how many skulls that dude can crack. <laughs> old old bear skull, the Nord, the the, the stamina necromancer. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's. So I'm I'm pretty excited to see. Um, you know, do some more testing to see kind of what his damage level be. But surprising to me to see you kind of move away from ultimate regeneration. You're, uh, <laughs> I know. It's very out of out of character for you. It's it was a little while. You know, it really, like I said, it, I, you know, um, you gave me this advice a long, long time ago in the game. But really, the best thing to do, you know, a lot of times when you're with a, you're building a character and you have a build and you're kind of struggling with it, it's usually because you're probably trying to reach in a little bit too many directions. And so with this character, I just kind of reminded, you know, the basis of this character is he's just straight up hard hitting. So what can I do to kind of double down on that? And that's kind of where the automatons came in is that he's already got a flat 600 weapon damage going. So why not double down on that, throw the automatons on here and get that up to a thousand and then just kind of restructure the build where it's just all about that heavy hitting. Uh, and it really, it really kind of made the build come together. Um, and, you know, with that mortal coil, kind of find a way to get sustain. Uh, and he's, you know, it, it's pretty tanky because obviously, you know, he's got the uh, he's got the spirit guardian uh, with being a necromancer. Um, he's got, you know, vigor. And then uh, the back bar ultimate I use is actually the Goliath. So, you know, if there's a tricky situation, I can drop that and kind of uh, get myself out of a situation that might be a, a death type situation. Yeah, and he's a Nord and... Well, of course, uh, Nords are inherently tanky. Necromancers are inherently tanky as well. So I imagine he's he's tough to take down in general. Yeah, you know his and like most of my characters, usually I try to go for that uh, the the no CP stats of twenty five thousand health, twenty five thousand stamina, uh, and this guy's right in that range. He's twenty five thousand health, twenty five thousand three hundred stamina. Yeah, it's very uh, healthy. Yeah, so he's he's right where I like him to be. Awesome, man. Uh, by the way, there's a thunderstorm happening where i live so if you're hearing weird noises in the background uh that's what it is it's not severe there's no danger uh, it's just it's just happening outside the the window here you'd said actually you gave me a perfect um transition here you'd said that um you've kind of been narrowing your focus on your stam crow and really just making it all about doing a lot of damage and that's really what it's all about um and I've really been um, thinking a lot about my Stam DK here lately, uh, and I've talked about before how now that um, grouping has returned to Battlegrounds, I've been interested in this character, and it's it's easier to play with this character now because she really needs group support. Um, and another really nice side effect of having that group support back is it makes it a lot easier 
to to make decisions in the build like as yeah. far as like abilities that i'm using and traits that i choose and stuff like that um with this build uh bad sally my stam dk uh i'm just i'm choosing I, i'm just assuming that uh support is going to be present right if i'm not going to have a healer present i'm not going to play with this build plain and simple I would argue, and I think you would agree with me on this, uh, the, the Stam DK, th- that's the class that benefited the most by group BGs coming back. Yeah, I think so too. And, and not only uh, not only does it make them more viable than they were before, but like the the support elevates them more so than other classes, I think. Yes. You know, like a Stam DK with good support behind them is nigh unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's really cool, and I've really been enjoying theory crafting with this character because it is easier to make these decisions. Uh, like for example, there's a flex spot that I'm I've always been struggling with. Like, what ability do I want to use here? Uh, do I want to use Cauterize for the extra heals, uh, or maybe Obsidian Shield to make my heals stronger? Maybe I'll use the Flappy Wings to mitigate projectiles. None of them really do a lot for me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now that I can just kind of count on having group support there, I can, I can use that flex spot for something that'll give me more damage or maybe just make the build play more comfortably, like shuffle, for example, for snare removal, sure. which I know, I know the flappy wings will give me snare removal, but that's a very expensive magicka costing ability. And this, this build can't afford the magicka, but Anyway, just in general, it's just a lot easier to theorycraft for this character because I'm just like you with your Stam Crow. I'm just zeroing in, 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 in on that focus. And this character is just all about dealing a whole lot of damage. And we're not really worried about anything else. It's just vigor and rally. That's our survivability right there, you know, uh, other than having a healer present. <laughs> and and cracking skulls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And honestly, that's valid too. Like damage as defense is is valid too. You know, if I can kill somebody faster than they can kill me, that works. Yeah. Um, a reminder of the gear. It's um, Unleashed Terror, Blood Spawn, the Maelstrom Two-Hander, the Master's Dual Wield. Uh, the Malakath Band of Brutality uh, and two pieces, uh, two pieces trainee. Um, so that that gear has been locked in for a little while now, and that's not going to change. That's <laughs> it's just a lot of damage. I still have a lot of uh, transmuting to do. I have like two body pieces and all three weapons. I'm going to transmute. Um, the weapons they're all maces and mauls, like the the Maelstrom two hander, the Master's dual wield, all maces and mauls. So I get uh, passive. Uh, penetration from all of those uh, and I think I'm going to transmute all of them to sharpened uh, to get even more penetration because a lot of the damage is coming from procs uh, and penetration is really the best way to to increase the amount of damage those procs are dealing outside of the Malakath band which I'm already using yeah that's a that's a real kind of hidden nice hidden part to that build of, of how you know one extra little cherry on top for how hard it hits people yeah, what's nice is, I mean, this build is already, like, if I could make zero changes to this build and just leave it exactly as it is right now, it would still be totally amazing. You know, I would have a fantastic time with it. I'm just putting these little finishing touches on there just mm-hmm. because I can. It's probably not actually necessary, but I'm going to do it anyway, you know. <laughs> so, it's going to happen. Is there yeah. a more valuable currency in the game right now than transmute crystals? <laughs> no, I would argue no. no. <laughs> Those Absolutely are not. That is that is the best thing to have right now is transmute crystals. 
Yeah. And even with that cap increase, I'm still struggling to just have enough (laughs) in general. Yeah. I'm hoping, you know, I think we'll eventually catch up, but there's just more and more, you know, there's, there's more room to use different traits and in PVP and battlegrounds. Yeah. And so it's, it's more and more kind of having to use these transmutes on these characters and drop, you know, drop impin a little bit more to get a little bit extra from, from a different trait. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I know it's super old news by now, but that's, that's one of my favorite changes that they made is adding that base crit resist and really Mm -hmm. freeing us up to make some creative decisions on the traits that we use. Like my, my stamp sork is using three different traits in his armor, you know, Uh, like you can get really detailed with that stuff. That's awesome. It is. It's really opened the door for, for some creativity for sure. Yeah. So I'm excited about Sally. I haven't really gotten to play with her all that much this week, but she's next in line. Next to my Magcrow, uh, Sally, the Stam DK, is kind of next in line for me to put a lot of hours into and and really make some stuff happen. I think, I think just like you said, me on this character, you on probably your Magcrow healer, and then vice versa, me on my Magcrow, you and your Stam DK. That's probably going to be a pretty sweet uh, situation for the next several weeks, I think. It is. It has worked well so far. <laughs> so when you were talking about your Stam Crow earlier, you were talking about shifting some gear away from your Stamina Warden, Bear Claw, and that dude's been locked in for a long time. So I'm very curious to hear yeah. so, what the deal so is with old, this guy. Oh, Bear Claw the Nord, uh, my Stamina Warden. You know, he... As you said, he's kind of been locked in as I thought he was going to be kind of my safe build. Just stash him away. Whenever I want to grab just kind of a safe build, I can always play on him. He's never been the hardest hitter. You know, he's never he's never been the best healer or supporter. He's never been the quickest. But he kind of is just a little bit. He's just enough of everything that he's a good kind of team player. You know, he can t- heal himself. He's thinking enough to take care of himself. Very well-rounded. Yeah, he can hit hard enough to really – he can get some kills every now and then. You know, he, he can help pressure. Uh, enemies and so uh and you know the 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 heavy armor bow build is yeah. is just the uniqueness that's really defined him um and so when when I stole those pieces from him you know I really kind of had to think all right you know how am I going to how am I going to keep the uniqueness to to this build or this character um and that's kind of been you know kind of diverging a little bit that's been uh really a lot of fun for me this week because you know, when I, in past weeks, I've kind of focused on existing builds and just kind of tweaking them just right to the changes. Um, but the Stam Crow and the Stamden have been kind of almost rebuilds, uh, all, you know, the massive changes and kind of the new theory crafting. So I've had a lot of fun with those recently. And where the Stam Crow is probably all the smart decisions, the Stamden is all of the fun decisions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, this character. First. This character is fun first, uh, but effective. But, you know, whereas the Stam Crow is all about he's going to get kills. He's going to do a lot of damage. This character is just going to be a heck of a lot of fun to play with. Okay. So let me let me ease your worry. He is still a heavy armor bow build. I can't oh, lose thank that. goodness. That is, that is what defines him. So he's still rocking heavy armor. He still has a bow. So don't you worry. All he right. still has animal companion abilities across the front bar. Okay. So the the you know the uniqueness to him, the quirkiness is still there, but now it's just kind of doubled down. So I actually he is wearing all new sets. 
Um, totally new bear claw. Yeah. So one new set is I. He has inherited uh, Davis's Cold Harbor's favorite set. Okay. So he's rocking a five piece Cold Harbor's favorite. I had a feeling that set wasn't going to stay in the bank for long. <laughs> I, I love that set too much. <laughs> so the other five piece set he's running is Unfathomable Darkness. Okay. And then the monster set that I threw on him is actually Maw of the Infernal. Oh, no. Why? <laughs> no. So this is the one. <laughs> I think you're starting to sense the build here. If you guys know the set, you're kind of sensing the idea here. This is the one that when you deal damage with a lighter heavy attack, you have a 33% chance to summon this Deidreth that uh, is basically, he's massive, he gets in your way, and he hits you pretty hard. He hits for 4,700 damage. Uh, it's flame damage, and he has all these different types uh, of attack. But every two seconds, he's hitting for 4,700 damage. And so I, I don't have this build fully battleground ready yet, but I have taken it around and, and done some PvE stuff with it. And it is so much fun. I I highly recommend how much fun this, this build is. Do not do not take this man's recommendation. We don't need any more Mar of the Infernal running around this, in BG. This Stamden has become the warden version of the Pet Sork build. Oh, if no. you really think about it, he's Oh, you're got, still using the bear, right? He's got the bear out. So he's got the bear pet. He's got his Netch pet out. He's got uh, four crows flying around at all times, swirling around him. He's got the little baby guar that will randomly pop up. Uh -huh. Andy has the day adrift that he's summoning. And so when I've run around in PvE with this, it is just this army of creatures that are just always following him around. <laughs> um, it is a lot of fun. If anybody ever played Diablo 2 back in the day, this is basically the druid version <laughs> of, of a Diablo 2 character in Elder Scrolls. Uh, okay. Um, it has all of these summoning and all these pets uh, just kind of roaming around. And it kind of really, the damage really adds up. It's kind of like death by a thousand cuts because there's so many different things hitting. Uh, the character itself doesn't have a whole lot of weapon damage, but you've got the Daedrith out there hitting people. You've got the bear hitting people. You've got these crows flying around and doing hits. Every now and then the, you know, the Guar honor will pop up, deal pretty heavy AOE. Well, uh, and then what's nice about those armor sets uh, is that's all proc damage and it yep. has nothing to do with your character's offensive stats. Like those are set values. It'll deal the exact same amount no matter what. Exactly. And so with all of those things dealing all this damage and, you know, even a warden with low weapon damage, if you're, you know, throwing a sub assault, uh, you know, I use the, the growing swarm, sub assault, the cutting dive, and that's like just enough pressure where it's all of these things hitting uh, that the damage really kind of adds up. Uh, and so really this build, it's still enough damage. I don't, you know, it's not enough damage to really focus somebody. It's not going to be like a one-on-one, -on -one, this, this character, you know, this, this character is going to take someone down, but it still fulfills kind of what the character has always been. It's just still a great team player, you know, with this character on your team and all this stuff flying around and dealing all this damage, uh, it's kind of like a unique way of AOE damage. Um, yeah. But and just a lot, you know, all these, you know, different body blocks and this different stuff. Um, I, I've done a couple battlegrounds. Like I said, the, the, the build's not really ready. Um, 
but the few battlegrounds i've done it's just people just see all this stuff and they just they're just like no no i'm not gonna deal with that that there's a lot of stuff that's exactly how it is this character that's exactly how it is with my uh with my mag crow like uh it's funny when you know we complain so much about capture the relic but one thing that i do like about capture the relic on my mag crow is i always defend the relic uh on that character and it just takes like a couple of times for enemies to come try to take our relic and then they're just like oh never mind yeah never like mind. i end up i end up getting really bored in those matches because in the beginning i'll get like a couple of people that come try to take the relic and then they just learn that that's not happening and then i'm just standing there by myself for the rest of the match pretty much <laughs> uh that's actually your magcro is one of the characters i'm really excited to to run this build with yeah out of the gates. that's kind of what just i was thinking too there's gonna be i that's, mean think of how many you know, extra little creatures and, and subins are just going to be running all around. Pandemonium. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just to kind of give, just to kind of give a, a, a visual when this, when all the procs are going and all the summons are out there, there's eight additional minions following around this character. Wow. Uh, just roaming around it. So uh, I'm I, when I when I kind of pieced all these together and kind of figured out that this was gonna this is gonna be what it was. Uh, I was very happy when I tested it. It was exactly what I wanted. It's like this just army of all these little creatures that it just kind of runs over stuff in its path. So I, what's um, cool too is I remember when you first made this character. This is basically the idea you the original yeah. build idea you had for this yep. guy. Like you wanted exactly to have all right. these like summons and like animals mm-hmm. as as much as possible. You even wanted to use the bear in the beginning, and then you decided yep. against it. But now you've returned to the bear. It's got to come full circle. It's really cool. Yeah. It is. It's really cool. You're exactly right. He's kind of come to his origins, and you know it's. It's kind of finally worked out. He's it's exactly kind of what I wanted to be from the very beginning, uh, and it has it has definitely come full circle to where he's exactly what I want him to be. That's cool. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I I can't wait for you to see it in person. It's it's quite a sight to see just, just all this stuff going around. We'll have to try um, those two out tonight. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yes, it's it is a lot of fun, and I still use the um, I still use the the black rose dual wield on the back bar. Okay. Uh, just to kind of, you know, I still use the deadly cloak. That's the one that, um, with that, with that uh, black rose dual wield. When you use blade cloak, uh, you take six percent less damage and it increases your damage by six percent. So it's still, you know, the original idea of all the animal companions and all this percentage increase the damage is still there. Um, so it's it still does decent damage, and with all this stuff lying around, it's. Um, it's just kind of this pandemonium little tiny army roaming around the battleground. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, yeah. So I can't wait to finish that build out and test that one. Um, the other thing that I've been kind of working on, and, and I've talked about this build, is my, my Stamplar build. And, you know, I, we, we know how much you love Stamplar. So that's that's been kind of my encouragement to get my Stamplar working and finish this build out. Okay. Um, <laughs> to please me. Okay. I like it. There you I go. Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I've been doing the Vatistran Arena, and that was kind of the last piece that I wanted to put on this build to kind of get it where it's exactly where I wanted it. So I'm using the two-hander, and I'm using it on my back bar, and it I can't explain how perfect it works on this build. It is such a nice little addition. And so uh, what that is, is the two-hander is the Frenzied Momentum is the name of it. And while you have uh, Momentum, which is basically your rally, while that is active, whenever you cast a Stamina ability... You generate uh, these stacks, 
Uh, and every one of these stacks, uh, you gain 38 weapon damage, and you can get up to five of them. Uh, and then on top of that, you can do a heavy attack, uh, where it's, uh, it deals 9,000 uh, physical damage to all enemies within eight meters, which is a pretty good AoE. That's a, so, that's a huge burst for an AoE attack. Yeah. Like very few AoE attacks deal that much damage all at once. Exactly. And so it's just added this kind of extra layer that works really well uh, without me having to change the play style at all, really. You know, I was already putting Yari, was already casting Rally in my back bar, and it does work on the back bar, which I was very excited about. Uh, you throw your Rally up, you switch back to the front bar, you do jabs, and you can just see those stacks building up. Uh, and it's extra damage, and, and then you just kind of save that AoE up for a good situation, and then you drop that AoE, uh, and it works It works really well. The other the other piece that I run with this set is the Selene's monster set, uh, and that's, once again, just kind of a, a nice burst AoE. Um, but this build, I, I finished out, and I've been doing a, a lot of Battlegrounds with this build, um, and it's 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 been effective so far. So um, I've been really pleased with, with kind of how every piece has fit really well with this character. Yeah, really nice. I could see that uh, Vatistran two-hander working really great for a uh, for a dual wield front bar because um, dual wield heavy attacks. I think that's probably the fastest firing yep. heavy attack in the game. So uh, like they're really easy to land those dual wield heavy attacks. Yeah. Um, so I, I bet that plays really nicely with that. And yeah, Vatistran a lot of AOE damage. Jabs a lot of AOE damage. Uh, the Selene's a lot of AOE damage. Like you have a ton of AOE bursts. I bet you could probably get like a couple of kills simultaneously pretty easily with with this guy. Yeah. Um, and then the other the other five piece set that I'm running is the Dragon Guard Elites, and this is just another one that uh, when you when you deal uh, damage to the to the side of an enemy or uh, their front, uh, you can build up five stacks that just get your crit up. Uh, and that's kind of where a lot of the damage of this build comes from, is that uh, it's got a lot of weapon damage and a lot of uh, crit. So it's got uh, 4,600 weapon damage fully buffed, uh, and, and no CP uh, gets up to 70% crit. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So a real high crit level, and so that's kind of where the main damage comes from. And that works really well with that Briar Heart. Um, um, but that, that said, I'm kind of 50-50 on with the build, but it's been working out really well so far. Yeah, always, uh, always a fan of the Stamplar. Um, you know, I always, always want to hear what's going on with that, just so maybe I can get some ideas for my Stamplar as well. You know, although it's hard to imagine you making any changes <laughs> to Betsy. She's she's super duper locked in. Betsy um, is working real well lately. When when she works at all, I just I haven't been logging in with her for the last week or so. But you know, it's only a matter of time. <laughs> only a matter of time. Yeah. Well, we've managed to. Fill up some time talking about builds and stuff here. I was kind of worried about this episode just because, like I was saying in the beginning, there's nothing going on uh, news-wise, and I haven't, I haven't had a lot of opportunity to play this week because I've had a company in from out of town, and so I was, I was worried that this is, this is going to be like a like a 15 minute long episode or something. <laughs> we've always, we've always got our theory craft, and we've always got something. Once something we get on to talking cooker. about builds, we can, we can keep it rolling for a while. <laughs> Um, so let's move on to emails, which, all right, I won't, I won't trick you this week. You're yet. not tricking me this week. There there are, I'm not going to fall for it this week. There are no emails this week. Uh, but if you would like to send us an email, you can email us at scrollinpodcast at gmail.com. That's scrolling with an I-N, 
no G, scrollinpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, anything at all, as long as you're polite. Uh, we also have a guild in the game for PCNA. It's called Stoons Goons. And really the only reason I, the main reason I plug Stoons Goons at the end of every episode is just because we're so proud of the name that we just, <laughs> we just want to say it uh, at least once an episode. Uh, so Stoons Goons is the name of the guild. We're basically a social guild with a bit of a PVP focus, but really we do a little bit of everything. Very chill, very relaxed, very, very non-toxic. Um, it basically, the vibe that you're getting on the podcast here is pretty much the vibe of the guild. Uh, so yeah. come on and join us if you'd like. Uh, you can request us to invite you to the guild uh, by sending us an email, scrollinpodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can al- also hit us up in-game. I'm at Ketsparrowhawk. Davies is at Starjumper. Uh, just say hello or whatever. Um, and I think that brings us to the end of our podcast episode, right? I think that's it. This is our 40th episode. Can you believe we've made it this far? 40. Number four zero. Last week was 39, so I'm pretty sure 40 comes next, right? Yeah. the That midlife crisis is just around the corner for us. Yeah. We don't but, know. Of course, you know, maybe some of our builds this week is, is part of that midlife crisis for the podcast. <laughs> you know, maybe your new uh, stamina warden build is... That's, uh, that's, that's the midlife That's the midlife crisis right there. That's what it is. He doesn't He doesn't want to be alone. He's getting, you know, he's, he's just inviting everybody to the he's party. trying to recapture his youth, you know, going back to his original build. Uh, <laughs> just walks around with the party. He's going, yeah, he's going back to his dream when, you know, when he was a young, you know, below 50 character. Yeah, now that he can afford it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I appreciate everyone listening this far. I hope you join us uh, for the next 40 episodes. Please keep coming back. Uh, this is such a good time doing this. We enjoy doing this so much. We don't make any money. We we make no attempt to monetize this in any way whatsoever. We just love ESO. We love talking about it. And really what started all this is just that every we we used to work together. And every day during our lunch break, we would just talk about ESO like five days a week. We would sit there and talk about ESO for an hour. The so, original scrolling days. <laughs> yeah. So why not just record those conversations? Uh, so that's kind of where we're at. But anyway, I've been saying goodbye, I think, for like 10 minutes here. So, Keep it uh, going. How, how, long a, <laughs> how long a goodbye can be? You know, that's a, that's a sign that the episode, you know, we've hit 40. You know, the older someone gets, their goodbyes just get really long and drawn out. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it happens. You get old. You, 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 you get rambly. Uh, I can speak firsthand from, from experience. <laughs> But, uh, okay, anyway, that's the end of episode number 40. Please join us again next time for episode 41. We'll see you then. Three, two, one. Boom. Sweet. All right. We are officially podcasting right now. For realsies. Say something entertaining. Go. Uh...
Uh, Too late. We lost them. It's we over. Lost, we lost half our audience just then. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> you got to get with it, man. You got to uh, step it up. You got to be quicker than that. <laughs> Drop in. Uh.